If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey everyone, on today's episode of Games with Bill, we're going to talk about why you should be using Moonlight on your Steam Deck. Microsoft is bringing family plans to Game Pass, and do you really own the games that you own? Those stories and more on today's episode. If that sounds good, let's get started. First off, I want to apologize for my voice. I'm getting over a cold, and so I sound a little hoarse and a little stuffed up, and for that, sorry. Um... I want to talk about Final Fantasy XIV. Final Fantasy XIV, one of my all-time favorite MMOs. When I first got my Steam Deck, that was one of the first games that I loaded up on the system in order to be able to play. The, the system told me it was unsupported. I tried it anyway. It worked great. Gabe Newell talked about how great it was working. And then Square Enix made a big change to the launcher. And now when you start the launcher... It just kind of sits there and hangs and nothing happens, which is really, really frustrating. Um, that's not what I'm here to talk about, though. I'm telling you that because Valve has ways built in for you to then stream the games via Steam Link from your PC to your deck so that you can still play games that are unsupported on the deck on the deck, if that makes sense. Um, I've tried Steam Link on the deck and... It's not a great experience. I know that latency-wise, it works really well, but what they do is they basically take whatever's on your screen, like a 4K signal or something, and then they compress it down to an 800p screen, and the text becomes absolutely unreadable. It's just a giant mess, and sure, the game is technically playable, but I can't play it looking like that, which is why I was super happy that Moonlight also works on deck. Moonlight essentially does the same thing that Steam Link does, but it just does it a thousand times better. With the one added caveat that you have to have certain GPUs in your computer in order for it to work. Now, if you guys want a full video on how to set up Moonlight uh, here on the YouTube channel, let me know in the comments section uh, down below or at me on Twitter, and maybe I'll make one of those videos. But uh, I am a huge fan of Moonlight. I've been using it with my Shield TV Pro. Actually, I was using it with my Shield TV Pro right up until I got the Steam Deck. And the Steam Deck... Uh, once I got Moonlight working, is how I can still play Final Fantasy XIV on deck, even though it's an unsupported title that absolutely does not work. And it was funny, I was um, doing some of the new uh, patch notes, or not patch notes, some of the new stuff that came in 6.1 for Final Fantasy XIV, and I hadn't really thought about this before, but I hit the quick access button, and I wanted to see how much longer I could play Final Fantasy XIV for before my battery ran out and my battery wasn't even full and I had like five hours streaming your games from your PC to your deck is so good because the it, it, it you don't require a huge amount of bandwidth because it's just an 800p signal and on top of that it just doesn't do anything to the battery like you can play for a really, really long time. If I tried to play Final Fantasy XIV on deck without streaming it, 
it would have decimated the battery fairly quickly. And I know that there's a lot of people that complain about the battery life of the Steam Deck. I have zero complaints about the battery life. Would I like the battery life to be longer? Of course. But I can't complain about it. It's a $400 portable system that plays current AAA games. I think it's fairly impressive that the battery lasts as long as it does. But if you have a Steam Deck and you have yet to try Moonlight, you absolutely should. I'm a huge, huge fan of it. There are a little more... There's a little more work that goes into getting your games into Moonlight uh, than just hitting a button on Steam, but it's far less work than it would be for me to do the weird workaround in order to get Final Fantasy XIV working natively on deck, especially because I'm a Steam client user when it comes to Final Fantasy XIV, and Final Fantasy people know exactly what I'm talking about. Speaking of JRPGs, Chrono Cross was recently re-released, and uh, in a weird twist of fate, right around the same time, people using the PlayStation Vita and the PS3 started seeing that their copies of Chrono Cross, their, their old copies of Chrono Cross, were expiring, meaning that they could no longer play them. And in a really weird twist of fate, that those expiration dates were stated all the way back to, like, 1970 or something. Now, of, of course, there's going to be conspiracy theorists who go out and they say, ah, see, they're, they're doing this on purpose in order to encourage people to buy the new one. And while that's absolutely a possibility, my guess is it's probably a glitch of some kind, but this glitch is important because having your license for your digital purchases, and when you make a digital purchase, whether it be on Steam or Nintendo Switch or Stadia or Xbox or wherever... When you make a digital purchase, you are not buying the game. You are buying a license to the game, and that license can be revoked at any time. Now, it would be bad form for anybody to revoke that license, but it has happened in the past. Marvel Heroes, talking to you. Now, I'm sure that Sony is going to figure out whatever the issue is, and they'll fix it, and the people who currently can't play their games will be able to play their games again, which is good. But what if it were a smaller company and that smaller company were no longer around? And listen, I'm not trying to throw shade at GOG. They're just the first ones that I thought of. What if I bought a game from GOG and GOG went out of business? And sure, I've got that game installed on my computer, but then something happens to my computer and I go to re-download that game and now I can't? That's a problem. And if they went out of business, it's not like I can contact them and be like, hey, give me a way to download the game that I paid for because they no longer exist. Bigger companies than GOG have gone out of business at some point in the past. So how much of our video game libraries do we actually own? Now, I will also be the first to tell you that personally, me... I don't care about physical media. I mean, look, I'm going to give you an example. I own a copy on DVD of Lord of the Rings Extended Edition, right? <clears throat> My son recently went to go watch that, and the disc wouldn't work. Physical media deteriorates over time. There are advantages to having digital media because it doesn't wear out. They just send you the bits again, and that's fine. 
But there's also, on the other hand, the licensing issues or where a company goes out of business and now you no longer uh, you no longer have access to the stuff that you paid for. And it's not as simple as like a black and white issue. This is definitely a lot of gray area. And I'm curious what all of you think. Which side are you on? Are you more on the physical side or more on the digital side? For me personally, I've been uh, digital... 99% of the time for a really, really long time. Almost, I've got hundreds of games on the Nintendo Switch. Almost all of them are digital. I think I have like tw- 12 physical games on Switch and everything else is digital. Um, my Steam backlog, I mean, is obviously all digital. I don't have any physical PC games. It was funny. I saw Wario64 tweet out, that there was a game that was on sale for PC and I was like, "Ooh, that's a really good price. And I clicked on it and it was literally a boxed copy. Like this game was on sale for PC as a boxed copy. And I was like, who even has a disc drive in their computer these days? I know I don't. Do you? I'm curious. Anyway, how much of our game catalogs do we actually own? I don't think it's very much of it. Let's move on and talk about Game Pass. Uh, there's two things that I want to talk about with Game Pass. Number one is subscriptions, and number two is family plan. Now, there's a lot of people, myself included, that say that Microsoft's Game Pass is the best deal in gaming right now. It's it's just really fantastic, and it just keeps getting better. Uh, honestly, I'm super happy with my subscription to Game Pass, but, you know, re- rewind... 10 years has it been 10 years Uh, a number of years and netflix was this cute little startup that was mailing dvds to people and they said hey we'll try streaming and i've been subscribed to netflix since those dvd days and i cannot tell you how many times that they have increased the price of netflix on me over and over and over again and they know they know i want to watch stranger things season four So they're going to increase it on me and they just keep doing that. And I feel like right now, this best deal in gaming for Game Pass, it, it, how long could it possibly go on for? How long before Microsoft says, you know what, we're going to need to increase the price on this. Now, of course, Microsoft also makes 30% on any purchases that are made on Xbox. Microsoft makes money on DLC content and that's, that's stuff that you can't do on Netflix. So it's not an it's not definitely an inevitable foregone conclusion that Microsoft will rise the raise the price of Game Pass, but I do think that at some point they're going to. It's just not guaranteed. But what if like right now it's this amazing deal and they decide, "All right, this amazing deal is now $2 more a month." or $3 more a month. And like uh, six months later, by the way, we're going to raise that a buck a month again in this slowly raising the price kind of thing. I mean, recently, I think Microsoft tried to charge more for Xbox Live and everybody was like, hey, we're not cool with that. And they backed off. But that doesn't mean they won't try it again. And it's just something to keep in mind. Speaking of Game Pass, right now, if you have multiple people in the house and everybody wants to play games on Game Pass, you have to have individual subscriptions for everybody, which is kind of a pain. A lot of people have been asking for a while now for Microsoft to add like a family plan. 
And I would love that because both my son and myself both subscribe to Game Pass. Well, I think I'm on Game Pass Ultimate. He's just on Game Pass PC because he doesn't have an Xbox. Uh, But we both subscribe to Game Pass. And it would be fantastic if we could both be subscribed under a family plan to Game Pass Ultimate. And I would probably get like a little bit of a deal for, you know, instead of having two subscriptions, having one family plan is probably better uh plus then other people in my house who maybe don't game as much as my son and i do like my wife and my daughters maybe they could then play um games from time to time on xbox cloud gaming which right now they can't because then they would have to be subscribed to game pass ultimate because it's the only way to get it i think that that's a very important thing. And Microsoft has been listening to people asking for this for a really long time. It looks like it's going to be happening later on this year, which is very exciting. Uh, although I wonder when game pass first came out, there was like a bunch of people who bought like cards. I can't remember the exact deal, but people bought a bunch of cards in order to get game pass for, a ridiculously like three or four years or something for like a buck a month or something like I can't remember the details of this but people had done that and I wonder if the family plan is going to interfere with that or maybe they'll just have to say well I'm just not going to do the family plan until my current uh ridiculously buck a month deal expires um just something to keep in mind anyway Are you going to subscribe to the Game Pass family plan or are you going to stick it out alone? Let me know in the comments down below. Let's move on to the lightning round. I've got three quick stories that I want to talk about. Number one, Sony and Nintendo are both responding to what Microsoft recently did and they are updating it so that you are not automatically locked in to resubscribe every single month when you sign up. You can still set it to automatically renew. However, that's not on by default anymore. I think that this is very good. I hate it when I'm hit with a subscription that I forgot about. And like I talked at the beginning of the show about Final Fantasy XIV, uh, they warn you like a bunch of times before they charge you again, which is awesome because it reminded you know it reminded me in the past to cancel a subscription that I haven't been playing for a while. Uh, so that's that's number one. I think that that's fantastic. Um, speaking of Square Enix, Kingdom Hearts uh, 20th anniversary just came and Kingdom Hearts 4 was announced. I don't necessarily care about Kingdom Hearts 4, but I know that there's a lot of people out there that are excited for it. I just don't happen to be one of them, but I thought that I would share that because it's a big deal. And finally, uh, I almost forgot about this, uh, Max Payne. You guys remember Max Payne, the bullet time thing? Like The Matrix came out. And they did that cool move where time stopped and the camera like panned around Neo and you could see everything that was happening all at once. It was a really, really cool effect. And then they kind of took that and brought it into Max Payne. And if you didn't play Max Payne, then that's all you knew about it. It's like, oh, it was that bullet time shooter game. But I guess it was also like a really compelling story about a guy who was dealing with addiction and not making great choices or something. I never played it, so uh, there's that. But anyway, Remedy is remaking the, uh, the Max Payne trilogy, I think. And I think that that's really cool. Uh, I, I want to try it out now that I know that there's more to it than just 
the bullet time thing. Uh, I think that that could be pretty compelling. Anyway, let me know what you all think in the comment sections down below about Kingdom Hearts, about Max Payne, and about whether or not you auto-renew your subscriptions. And if you don't have anything to say about anything at all, just leave an emoji for the algorithm. That's it for today's episode of Games with Bill. I will see you all on the next one. Until then, watch this video right here.